Hey, what's up, guys? This is James. And Costa. And welcome to another edition of the Nerd, Nerd Dimension, Dimension Podcast. Oh, I finally timed that right this time. So, nice. Comic-Con, four days, epic. So much stuff to talk about. James? Yeah. Oh, man, it's just mind-boggling how much stuff we got from this year's Comic-Con. I, right? I, I mean... I can't stuff I, that we never even expected. <laughs> like brain, ex- how many times can your brain explode at any given moment? You know, it's I like I don't know, but I could tell you how many times my penis exploded. <laughs> Seriously, delete, oh delete, my goodness! <laughs> beep. I'm gonna learn how to beep things out one of these days. Damn it, James. Uh, ser- yeah, I just it's like you keep thinking, how is it gonna get better? How is it gonna get any better than this? You know, this trailer was amazing. That was amazing. How is it gonna get any better? And it does. And it gets better and better every time throughout all of Comic Con. It's amazing. We've got so much to go through. I, I really hope you guys can stick it out with us to the end. And hopefully we can get through all the major things. If not, please come back for our follow up episodes. We're gonna go into really fine detail on all the Easter eggs, all the clues, all the theories about all these things. So you will be in the yeah, front, well, front I mean, of the line. Yeah, we're kind of limited on time for this episode, but we're going to try to go through as much as we can. Um, okay. If, yeah. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm still mind boggled right now. Like my mind is still like blown yeah. from all the stuff that we saw. I, I'm barely, I'm barely holding it together too. Justice League, that trailer. I squealed like a well, little I girl. Think we, okay, I think we should start with the biggest one first. Okay, biggest one. Which is Stargate coming back. What, yeah, okay, because that is the biggest one. Is that... <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I guess your definition okay, was yeah, big. Okay, yeah, that was a joke, yes. But I, I am a diehard Stargate fan. I followed all of the shows. I followed... <laughs> I watched the movie, like, probably ten times. I am in love. This is... Stargate to me was my second love uh, when it, in regards to like sci-fi. First, obviously, being Star Wars, but Stargate was like I, it was a religion for me almost. Oh, I thought you were going to say Battlestar Galactica or something. No, no way, man. They had a reunion. Stargate. They had a reunion for that this year. You remember that the panel? Oh. That was fun. Lots yeah, of reunions. Lots of reunions. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Were there the other Stargate Star- coming back? Well, I was like super excited about that. Um, it's gonna be like a, I think a ten part miniseries that they're gonna launch on their new Stargate platform, which is I think is gonna be like an online thing. They're not gonna uh, release these episodes into some kind of uh, like Netflix or uh, on TV or anything at all like that. It's gonna be from their own um, new uh, website called Stargate Command. Uh, you could check it out. Uh, I think it's just called StargateCommand.com, or you could go to the MGM website to check that out. But yeah, I'm really super excited. It's gonna be a, uh, it's called Stargate Origins, and it's gonna be sort of like a prequel to everything. I believe they're gonna follow uh, Catherine Lang as the main character, which is the uh, the daughter of the of the archaeologist that found the original Stargate on in uh, in Egypt. So that's gonna be really exciting. I, I guess it would, I'm not, I've, yeah, I've only ever seen the movie, but if any of you ever doubted that we were truly nerds, we have just proven without a shadow of a doubt that we are true nerds. James, 
you are a super nerd. That, Yay. That, I'm that, never going to get laid. That Aww. was like, that was like the furthest away from niche fandom that I've ever seen. That, so let's get back on track. I'm sorry. I just got really excited about it. I'm, you know. I, I mean, I mean, you and five other people. Uh, oh man, we're gonna get hate mail. Uh, so, <laughs> so okay, I'm sure the big things that everyone's talking about, right? Let, let's just try to get the big things down so that our listeners are in the know, so they're in the front of the line in, when a conversation comes up. Okay, yeah. Do so you want to do Marvel first, or you want to do DC? No, no. I, I think, you know, everyone's talked about. Everyone's talked so much about Justice League and all the stuff that's happening in DC. It's I'm surprised Marvel didn't get as much attention as I wanted them to. So yes, let's start with Marvel. The what? Okay. I mean, the easiest one. Yeah, let's start with the elephant in the room, right? Thor Ragnarok, right? Or the <laughs> the Thor in or the Hulk in the room. <laughs> Glad he's back. I um, mean, okay, so you watched the the first trailer that they released, right? Yeah. With, uh, you know, they used um, Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That trailer, okay, I thought that trailer was probably one of the best trailers that, Marvel's have, that Marvel has ever released. And I re- it got me, I mean, I didn't like any of the previous Thor standalone movies. Um, I thought they were part of the, probably the weakest part of the MCU. But just looking at that original trailer for Thor Ragnarok, it got me really excited about it. You know, it looked so good. It was very uh, James Gunn-esque, I, I felt. I mean, I think you're totally spot on about that because now with the new trailer... Yes, now the new trailer... It's clearly... Clearly Thor is making a comeback in the MCU and he's... I mean, Ragnarok is going to kind of redeem that part of the MCU and really... Yeah, I believe so. I think, yeah. Back I on think, uh, all of that. Yeah, because most fans, they agree with me saying, you know, they're thinking that... Uh, Thor was probably, you know, the Thor standalone movies were probably the more weaker parts of the MCU. But you can't really deny that this movie is going to, this movie looks really, really good, just judging from the trailers alone. It's really high production value, but what, it's, what really confuses me is uh, the storyline. I mean, how... So there's another trailer for uh, Avengers Infinity War that they, uh, that Marvel showed off at D23. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I did read... Now, I did read uh, the, a description of the trailer, and it, it shows, um, I guess, Lady Death or Death herself in the trailer. It, um, and if you know the comics lore, Thanos tries to court or tries to get it on with uh, Death, and that's how he ends up getting defeated eventually. Um, and the rumor is that Hela, played by Kate Blanchett, Blank- Blanchard? Blanchett? <laughs> Kate Blanket. Whatever her name is. Kate Blanket. Kate Blanket, yeah. Um, the rumor is that she's going to be death in the Infinity War movie. And that makes a lot of sense because she kind of is death in Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, she's a goddess of death. But, yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. And that would be pretty awesome. It would. I, uh-huh. She plays that role perfectly. Uh, I, I like seeing that Thor is basically going to rise back up, you know, because he's been kind of going through his own issues, and oh yeah, yeah. You, I mean, in the trailer, you you see that he loses his you know trusty hammer, Mjolnir. Uh, Hela just grabs it and just 
smashes it one-handed, you know? That was pretty awesome. It just shows how powerful of a character that she is. Right. And and and, and it looks like that's going to be the beginning of the movie because the second trailer shows so much happening. All, you know, it's it's, it's all off-world too. Like on a, on um what's the planet called? Do you do you know? I forgot to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, it's like uh, the bulk of the movie is probably going to take place on that planet. Um, and it looks like it's gonna be sort of like a, uh, like a team-up movie of, of their own, you know? They're having a little team-up of their own. Thor, uh, Hulk, Loki, and, uh, who's the, who's the new girl? Is it the Valkyrie or something? Yeah, I, I actually don't know. You know, so much of this is already beyond my, my comic book knowledge already. Yeah, mine as well, but... I mean, of course, I'm 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 just a casual comic nerd compared to like most people, but yeah, like this is gonna be really exciting. A little like a it's gonna be like a little mini uh, outer space Avengers sort of kind of deal, and I'm really excited. And I really like the uh, the rapport that you know Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston has as their characters. Yeah, they play really yeah, well. You can really other. tell. Yeah, you can really tell they they it feels like they are. Really like stepbrothers in real life. Yeah, yeah, they they get their paired chemistry up really is well. so good. They they're all they're totally paired up perfectly. I think the casting was done really well too. Um, so we can definitely go into more detail about that in a little bit, hopefully in the next episode. But we gotta push on and let's yes. push, let's push on to Captain Marvel. The the rumors are that she's actually shooting scenes for Infinity War right now. Oh, um, nice. Infinity War is currently in reshoots. They're doing reshoots right now. And the rumor is that they're doing reshoots to add Captain Marvel into some scenes. Nice. And we know that in her own standalone film, she's going to be dealing with the Squirrel, which opens yes, up a whole new Yes, in the 90s, bag. too. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, weird Yeah, that's going to be kind of weird. Like, yeah. Right? So, uh, like, I'm not too familiar with the character of Captain Marvel, but uh, if her solo film is going to be set in the 90s and... All of the other stuff are set in the present day or near future. There's, you know, that's like a more than, potentially it's going to be almost a 30 year gap. So is Captain Marvel like, uh, invincible? Like, right? Is she like immortal? I, yeah, immortal? I, I don't huh. know. It, it would make sense. I mean, okay, it's weird, right? She's got that star on her chest and, She's just like Miss Marvel back in the day. Uh, yeah, I know the character of Carol Danvers. Uh, she right. did have like a few different personas in the in the comic book history, but right, um, which is super random. Freaking Spider Woman, and then Miss Marvel, and then all this. It it's so confusing her character and why they made it that way. But it's just like I I think they're gonna just settle on one thing this time around. It she. Mm. I think she is poised to be the Marvel equivalent of Wonder Woman. I think they're going to try to make her that. Ah, interesting. Okay. Very strong female character and just lives many different lives and might potentially be immortal, which, you know, is Wonder Woman, basically. So, and you got, you know, a a name brand actor, you you have a name brand actress doing it. So they're, you know, if anyone's going to be a proper uh, Wonder Woman uh, doppelganger, it's going to be her. So 
I'm really excited to see how the movie's going to come out. But not as excited, though, as the Black Panther footage. Did you see that? No. Uh, all the articles I read didn't have any of the footage. Okay. So, but they do have the poster, which looks fantastic. So the Black Panther trailer got a standing ovation. Okay. It's, it's something to behold. It's available to see, but it's about time that someone did a Africa focused film that, that explored, you know, that culture and integrating it into mainstream. It's, oh my gosh. I mean, you see, I, just the design. Okay. It's, it's like, it's like everything you love about Lion King, the Broadway, plus Marvel. <laughs> no, I know, right? It sounds funny, but it's just, you know, Lion King, the Broadway was amazing. Like their costume design, their set design was just totally different at the time, you know? And, and the Black Panther trailer just blew my mind. It's, it's a tour de force of costume and set design. It's unlike anything we've seen, you know, it really brings in the cultures and just, it, it's stunning visually, okay? It's no no more of that, like, Norse god Scandinavian crap, right? Like, you're finally getting some some other culture other than freaking Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Or, I mean, <laughs> I, I, Ragnarok is basically Game of Thrones in space, right? <laughs> like, and it's just, dude, enough of that. Like, let's look at other things. African culture is amazing. So Black Panther really was just... That trailer was something else, man. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I've only seen the the uh, the original, like you know, the first trailer that they released. Uh, what was it, like a month ago or two months ago? Mm-hmm. And just judging from that, it does look really good. It kind of looks almost uh, um, like the the theme wise, it sort of has like a Luke Cage feel. You know, it was very like um, almost a black exploitation in a way. Right. Like from the seventies, yeah, it was very like hip hoppy. Even the music was very hip hop, like uh, it was like a hip hop mixed with uh, some like cultural African sounds. Dude, speaking of music. speaking of Luke Cage, the Defenders is coming. Oh yeah. Oh my God, drool. La, 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 la. Yeah, <laughs> the new trailer looks insane. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like tears, tears. But then <laughs> I I saw the Korean one. The Korean trailer where they show. Oh, the, they have an international trailer for. Oh, okay. Oh. So what's different in the in, in that one? They have the Punisher. They put a scene. Oh, oh I I know when that scene came up, I was like ah, because that. I mean, first of all, that actor is the perfect Punisher. I mean, we we. Yeah, need, John Bernthal nailed him in in the second season of Daredevil. He nailed that oh. character. He nailed Frank Castle. He is. Frank he Castle. is Frank Castle. And, and like I, I don't care about all the Frank Castles that came before him. That is the Frank Castle. I, I don't know. I, I I honestly I think Thomas Jane was fantastic as Frank Castle. I well, liked him. You and one other person. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> but dude, he had a lot of. Fun. All I know is that he had a lot of fun playing that character too. It, it just the defenders alone. You know, I mean, we 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 knew that this was going to happen, and. It's great that they did this so early, that they did this this year, because our theory before is that... Well, I mean, The Defenders is coming out next month. Right, right, but what I'm saying it's is... It's coming out on Netflix next month, so it's about time that we saw a second trailer for it. It's just, we had a theory before that The Defenders are going to show up in Infinity War, you know, and it was stor- sort of a theory at the time, but... Yeah, and Kevin Feige has 
like vehemently denied it. Right. He's denied that any TV characters of the MCU will show up. Okay, they announced that movie's going to ca- uh, feature, what was it, like, up in the 60s, 60-something-plus characters from the MCU in this movie. Like, you know, main, like, major characters. I'm not talking about, like, just, like, random civilians, but, you know, 60-something characters with actual lines, you know, from the from the Marvel Comics universe, they will be in this movie. How and, many... You, you mentioned before that you saw a shot, or there's a oh, shot... Oh, I didn't see a shot, but uh, I read an article saying that there will be close to, like, 30-something, like, 32 or 33 characters just in one scene alone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's and and to be honest, I can't see them doing that without using some of the TV characters, right? I mean, just mathematically speaking, it doesn't add up. So, for them to put the defenders together this year and then talk and then still filming this year with Infinity War, it's just. I mean, even though he said he wasn't going to do it, it's like he's known for kind of head faking us, though. He's known for spring surprises on us you know i mean disney's really good about locking down uh you know locking down leaked scenes or or leaked on oh, yeah. film and yeah disney's yeah disney will always just like gut punch you with a surprise at yeah. the end you know like just like uh, in doctor strange the post credit scene of uh doctor strange sitting down with thor having a beer you know that was like very surprising i never expected that to happen yeah so that's why I'm saying, like, you know, Infinity War is supposed to be the, you know, the the epitome, the apex of this universe right now. And they're going to do whatever it takes to keep us in the dark so that when it happens, you know, it's going to be the most epic thing we've ever been to. So I'm pretty sure he has no reservations, just straight up lying and being like, nope, Defenders aren't going to be in there. And then all of a sudden, pop, <laughs> you know, Matt Murdock, what the fuck? So... <laughs> But, uh, okay. I mean, I could see why they wouldn't want to use the TV characters because they're more grounded characters. They're more, um, I mean, even the Netflix characters, they're more grittier, they're more grounded. Uh, other than, you know, Luke Cage being pretty much bulletproof and stuff, for the most part, they're all very, like, weak and frail compared to people like Captain America or Iron Man or Thor, even the Hulk, especially right. the Hulk. Like they fight, you know? they fight real world problems. You know, they fight yes, like exactly, yeah. small crimes. You know, syndicates and stuff like they. They don't fight like universe-ending alien creatures. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? So yeah, in, but in, I mean, if um, but I could also see how they could use them because with Thanos, when Thanos arrives on Earth. He's going to be bringing his, uh, I think I read it, it was, they were called the Black Guard or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to bring his own army. It's not just, just going to be Thanos by himself, you know, pummeling everyone by, just by himself. He's going to bring an entire army. Uh, um, and even, like, even, for example, the, uh, the battle for New York in the, in the first Avengers movie, all of the Chitauri coming in through that wormhole and invading Earth, uh, we could have used people like the Marvel uh, Netflix characters, you know, we could use someone like Daredevil or Luke Cage, even, you know, Danny Rand on the ground fighting these foot soldiers. Right. You know, helping clean up the streets. They would Helping civilians. They you know, and I think, and I think they could, that could be a good use for them in uh, Infinity War. I mean, you know, have them team up, coordinate with S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yeah, because Agents of Shield, they have um, they have inhuman characters in that show. Yeah, they have superpowered characters. I mean, they can help with some of the bigger guys, and then the the actual agents themselves, they can coordinate with the defenders to take care of any foot soldiers on the ground. I I mean, my bet is that all of these guys are going to show up in, in Infinity War. Just that's my hope. I really hope to see someone. Yeah, it's going to be gloves off, no holds barred. Just everyone's just going to show up, and then yeah, I want to see uh, the one person I want to see the most show up in Infinity War is Phil Coulson. Who's that? Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson? How dare you not know <laughs> Phil Coulson? You just say his name again doesn't mean I know who he is. <laughs> uh, he's the reason why the Avengers even existed in the first place. He's the guy that sacrificed himself to unite the team, stop them from fighting each other, and unite and fight Loki. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, I mean, they killed him off in the movie, but they brought him back for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show. And there was this whole story arc about how he was brought to life or brought back to life. It was very, uh, actually, I thought it was very heartbreaking the way that they did it. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything to you. Right, right. Because, yeah, but, you haven't seen but, it. But, yeah, it was a very shocking moment. Well, who, we, we, definitely, we definitely want to tell our audience about all of that. We'll have to do it in a more focused episode, though, because yes. we're, because DC has done a lot this year for Comic-Con and oh, we need we need to talk about everything that's happening in DC, all right? So DC oh, okay. Oh. Let, let's just let's just ignore oh. No, no, let's just Seriously, ig- oh my god, all that DC stuff just <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Uh, yeah, let's, you know, just <laughs> all over my <laughs> face, neck <laughs> and chest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm there filming, you know. Uh let's just let's just not talk about Justice League at all. Let's just go straight into how dare you <laughs> because i'm sure it's overkill by now and i mean do we want to talk about justice league a little bit because i know if i oh, get hell you, yeah if i get you started okay, you on justice what? Okay. league it's going to turn into it in it into well, a we one have hour to talk about okay we have to talk about dc because they did a lot of stuff um let's start with flash solo movie oh yes um, Oh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're doing Flashpoint for his solo movie, which is going to be really interesting. Um, Flashpoint is very, it's a, it's a very controversial subject in the DC universe. Uh, it changed everything. It, it's what brought on the new 52 and the rebirth and whatever. You know, everyone was very criticizing of the new 52 and even the rebirth after that. Um, What's your take on it? Like, what do you think? It's it's a great way to get out of Justice League if it's a big flop in the movie theaters. It the way I see it is, you know, we have this whole Ben Affleck rumor him hating. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta talk about that too. Oh yeah, I I mean, there's a very good chance that the Justice League movie might flop. I mean, they've spent so much money on that and. If it doesn't go anywhere, Warner Brothers needs to find a way out, okay? Or they need to change things up. And the way I see it is Flashpoint is a reset if they want it to be, or it's a character development if they want it to be. So if they're thinking, all right, you know what? This whole, like, uh, you know, series of Justice League meetups and individual movies and stuff, it's not going to work out. Uh, let's 
go through a reset. Let's recast some people. Let's change up the atmosphere. You know, not so dark anymore. You know, more colorful costumes like the actual comic books. You know, it, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great way for them to figure out what the fans are into by doing Flashpoint because then they can film a lot of different environments, different settings, different timelines. So us as the viewer can be like, oh, you know, I like Flashpoint because of this, because of that. Honestly, it's a great opportunity for them. But for us as comic book fans, terrible. Flashpoint was awful. It was just, <laughs> it was everything I hated about DC because DC just resets so blatantly. They don't even do it like smoothly. They're just like, you know what? Every couple, you know, every decade, everyone's just going to come together and they're all just going to kill each other and then we're going to restart this shit. So it's, ah, I, I love it and I hate it at the same time. I, I love some stuff in the new 52 and rebirth and I hate some stuff. You know, I love all the earth one stuff. I l- hate everything about Flash now. It, <laughs> I mean, you're the one, you know, I'm the one who refused to watch Flash TV show because I just don't want to deal with it. Like, like, I mean, just no. Okay. So that's yeah, all. Yeah, you know, the Flash TV show, what they did. Oh man. It seems like every season he goes back in time and changes something and he fucks it up again. <laughs> you know, and then the following season he has to try to fix that and he fixes it by going back in time. <laughs> or going forward in time, as he did in the in this past season, and he tries to fix something and he fucks it up again. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it, it does get a little bit tiresome. Um, but you know, Greg Berlanti's a genius. They've done a great job of making it, even though it's pretty much the same thing. They've done a great job of making it different every time they do it, and you know, giving him new challenges every season. And I can't wait for this new season. Um, do you think at Comic Con the, uh, the CW did show a bunch of new uh, trailers for their CW DC slate of shows? Uh, we can go over those uh, in another episode because there's just no time. There's just no, no time, time for that. No time for Ain't that. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> uh, the rumor is that he is thinking of leaving the role of Batman. That he wants to quit. Um, and it, at Comic Con, he pretty much flat out said that he fucking loves this job. I mean... I believe that was a quote. <laughs> do you think he's just saying it because he's in front of a bunch of nerds? Well, yeah, I mean, well. yeah, there's a chance that he's <laughs> just saying it because he's there to promote the movie and he's not going to fuck that up. I mean, they will literally but, throw their Coke bottle glasses at him if he says he doesn't like Batman. Like, he could, yeah. he would have been, like, mob murdered right there. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, um, he has so much commitment to this role already like even during filming or um, pre-production for batman v superman he bulked up like he got super super jacked for this role just to play batman you know he like even now he is su- still like super super huge but he's no josh brolin though just oh, no, i think <laughs> i'm just yeah because I mean, josh brolin is i mean okay he was working out for cable to, you know for the role of cable but when they brought him out for Infinity War at, during D23, yeah, that guy looked fucking jacked. That dude has got hell. huge. Okay, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Let's get back to Batman. Just okay, I, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I honestly, honestly, I think he loves the role of you know playing Batman slash Bruce Wayne, and I think he's in it for the long haul. 
in my opinion so far, he has been the best Batman that we've gotten. Yes, and he and Jeremy Irons are the best Batman Alfred ever. Just yeah, I think yeah, they those two are like the best Batman Alfred combo. Absolutely, in my like even better than Christian Bale. Just I mean yeah, okay. because thing is like thinking about Alfred is he's a war hero. I mean he was he fought in in war, mm-hmm. so he's he's a man of action. You know. Yep. So I don't believe that coming from Michael Caine. Right. I definitely believe that coming from Jeremy Irons. And you see him fixing a car. You know, you see him like doing actual Batman-y stuff. Like he's he's a sort of Batman who can't do all the crazy acrobatic stuff. You know, so that is the best. I mean, that's like that. I mean, that's New Fifty Two Alfred right there. So my the thing I love the most about that Justice League trailer was when Steppenwolf came down and he said. You know, this planet, no lanterns, no Kryptonians, like all the others, I will conquer it. I mean, yeah. no protectors, right? And it's just... So, yeah, that was a direct reference to, of course, the Green Lanterns. Uh, so we know for sure now, it's confirmed that the Green Lantern Corps does exist in this universe. So, And we also get a reference to Batman v Superman when he says no Kryptonian. Uh, right. Referencing, of course, the fact that he... That uh, Superman dies at the end of Batman v Superman. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, okay, because because <laughs> no one's seen that. So so for all of you who's listening, I'm pretty sure you've seen the Justice League trailer already. So let's just get to the sweet part: the end scene where Jeremy Iron sees the person in front of him. Who do you think that is? Okay, so uh, as I told you last night in our phone conversation, I honestly think it's Superman. Okay. I really do think it's Superman. Okay. Um, you, you could see sort of like on an outline of whoever um, Alfred's talking to. Like you see the outline of the side of the head and the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the shoulder looks red uh-huh. as if he's wearing a red cape, right? So I think, honestly, I think it's Superman. Um, so, now, so I took that conversation and I took uh-huh. it to a totally different level. So one thing in that... One thing we notice in that end scene is that cup of whiskey, it ripples, right? So right. some, and he's outside in the dark at night with the moonlight fixing what looks like a car. So in order for that to happen, we know someone's landing. So we know whoever right. so that. So that doesn't rule out Superman just yet. Right, right. So we know whoever that showed up is someone who can fly and land. Okay. So it doesn't rule out Superman, but it doesn't rule out Green Lantern. And that scene at the end, if you blow up that scene, take up the brightness, you know, bring up the gamma because it's pretty dark, you'll see a shoulder. However, that shoulder is not red. Nowhere close. I took that footage, I froze it, I put it on my 4K TV, and I have my color measure because I use that for photoshopping and all that. I, I use that color measure, I put it on there, I calibrated it for all the colors, and you know what I found out? That color is exactly leather. It's brown leather. That's the same color, same swatch. It's not red. It's not even near the red spectrum. I believe it's a bomber jacket of either Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, Gardner, John Stewart, or some other kind of Green Lantern. It's le- It's a leather jacket. I'm pretty okay, certain of that. Okay, but don't they wear green? <laughs> they do, but Hal Jordan is a... 
famously known as a pilot, right? And right, yeah, and he does have the bomber jacket that, right. his, that used to be his dad's. Right. Um, but I mean, if he's a Green Lantern, why would he be wearing his dad's bomber jacket? It fits the scene. It's a very dark movie. He'd be wearing a bomber jacket. He would be the Hal Jordan that's still going through his issues right now. You know, what with um fighting his own personal problems and then figuring out his own place in life you know and just Mm -hmm. and that would make sense it's just it just boggles my mind because if you were going to shock someone with a new character in a movie you better not just bring back someone who died last year you know you better not just freaking say ta-da superman's back we we like super revived him with some magic or something now he's wearing a new car you know like you better yeah, but give us then something the last new. time I checked, Henry Cavill's name was still tied to this movie we will, on IMDb. We, I mean, we clearly will see him. I mean, what most likely will happen yeah. because, you know, we all know how the, you know, apocalypse works, how they always try to abduct Superman, take his body, you know, copy his genes, just trying to turn him, convert him, you know. So Henry Cavill could easily show up it you know, in one of Steppenwolf's ships strapped to a machine, you know, basically getting cloned, right? That's how I imagine it coming out. So you, you wouldn't expect a, a fully formed, you know, ready to, ready to get back into action Superman. And also, I, I don't think Zack Snyder slash Joss Whedon is cheap like that. And especially not Joss Whedon, who's just, who loves, uh, you know, upbeat, talkative characters kyle rayner is exactly his kind of fictional character maybe not so much how jordan but but you know kyle rayner how jordan they're kind of cut from the same cloth right and and it's just for me if i was looking at it that way it would make more sense i don't think joss whedon would just throw superman back in with a new costume and new cape i mean if, if that was the case i i would i would probably just walk out the theater right then and there <laughs> like all right uh okay so my guess is that it's superman your guess is it's green lantern one of the green lanterns yep um now one theory that i read last night was that it might actually be one of the robins uh red robin to be precise oh god and we do know that there was <laughs> or we could speculate already from batman v superman that uh one of the robins did die and by joker's hand uh i'm gonna assume that was jason todd uh, so, I mean, it might be one of the Robins, uh, probably like Tim Drake or maybe even, um, Damien himself showing up or maybe even Dick Grayson, you know, in sort of, sort of like a red Nightwing suit. Oh yeah. Who knows? I, yeah. I mean, we could, I mean, we could also have a Martian Manhunter, uh, Manhunter. Yeah. You know, He's DC. if we're just, um, we're just throwing random crap out there, you know, maybe, yeah, but, maybe. I mean, okay. Here's the thing though. Like if you remember one of the very first promo things that they did for justice league last year was a poster that said unite the seven. Right. Right. Uh, meaning that there might, there is going to be seven characters in this film. Uh, so right now we have Batman, we have Aquaman, we have wonder woman, we have flash and cyborg. Those are the five characters that they've featured on all of the uh, footage that they've shown so far, right? So there's mm-hmm. two missing. Well, then uh, we can both be right. Right, yeah. I mean, I, Henry Cavill is already, uh, he's still, um, uh, what was it? His name is still on the roll sheet for this movie. Uh, so we can, 
say like one of those spots are Superman. Um, the last spot, I really hope it is Green uh, Green Lantern though. I I do too. And uh, okay, so other than DC and Marvel, which you know always gets the spotlight, there's a ton of other crazy stuff happening too. I mean, Blade Runner, right? I mean, we saw that mm-hmm. from a while back. That was pretty impressive. We all know about it, you know, and the story. But the Lego Ninjago movie. Look. Oh, I love that trailer. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Lloyd. That's Lloyd, Dad. No. <laughs> L-L-O-Y-D. Lloyd. Lloyd. I, I named you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just glad to see Jackie Chan back, basically. Oh, I, yeah. I miss oh, him. You know what? Speaking of Jackie Chan, have you seen that uh, new movie that he's in? Dude, that thing looks epic. The one where his daughter dies and he's like trying to like he's like pretty much going after like the British government. Yep. Like taken style, you know, like it's getting it's dark, crazy. man. It's getting dark. Jackie Chan is getting serious now. Like no oh, more, yeah. no more, no more fun Shanghai noon shit. He's like he's gonna finally flex some nut on this one. <laughs> Dude, that that's a great movie too. I, I miss Jackie Chan. It's about time he came back. And yeah, uh, yeah. also. Another movie, kind of obscure, looks amazing. Ready Player One. Oh yeah, this is a uh, very highly anticipated because everyone loved the book. I haven't read it yet, but uh, from just looking at the trailer, I-, I can see that I'm missing out on something magical. Dude, how are they? This... How are they using all these assets in there? Iron Giant, right? Was right there... Iron. Okay, here's the thing: Iron Giant, Harley Quinn, and uh, Deadshot. Uh, there might have been Deadpool also in there. That you got the freaking DeLorean from Back to the Future. Like, uh, holy crap. You have, you have freaking Laura Croft on there too. Laura Croft. I know. What is that movie? I need to see it. Freddy Krueger is in there too. Um, uh, you see, uh, the guy from Doom, uh, some orc characters, probably from Warcraft. Like, how, how, how did they do this and th- where do I find this and how do I watch this? Just take my money. <laughs> oh my god. It, oh man, that is definitely a, a, a movie we gotta go in and depth. You know, the, on. Uh, the music that they used was, uh, Pure Imagination from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it is a VR world. I mean, it's like all. a slight variation of that, of that song. But yeah, I mean, it's a perfect song for that trailer. For that story. It is, it is, it's, oh man. For me, that is on par with the Justice League trailer, for sure. So, uh-huh. in, now we gotta get into TV shows, okay? We're, <laughs> we're in the home stretch, guys. We're almost there. There's still so much, but we're almost done. Uh, okay, as far as TV goes, I think the mo- one thing I'm most excited about were, was the uh, Stranger Things trailer. That was really good, wasn't it? I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big Stranger Things fan. I mean, w- what do you think about Did it? Did you watch the first season? Only a couple episodes. I, okay. I, I couldn't stand Goonies for a whole year. <laughs> it was actually really good. I, I honestly thought that it was just going to be some kind of like kids show, but it was way, way too dark to be a kids show. <laughs> it was so freaking like, oh my goodness. I can't believe they even let kids do this show. <laughs> but once you watch this show, you actually fall in love with these kids. These kids did an amazing job uh, acting the way they did, and <laughs> of course, it was, and the story was just phenomenal. It, it was so good; like it captivated you. It it got your attention. It got you, kept you at the edge of your seat. 
every single episode, you know, and you just don't know what's going to happen next. Well, I'm not surprised that James would be in love with kids. So on that note... Uh, How dare you? <laughs> hey, it's true. Uh, Westworld, that's a really fucked up TV show. <laughs> uh, probably getting more fucked up. Totally your okay, kind yeah. of show. Now, the Westworld trailer, it gave me like a bit of a mind fuck because a lot of people that should not be there were there. Oh, Okay, so we don't want to spoil that until next episode. All right, all right, cool. So uh, it's kind of it. Yeah, it was very interesting. Some of the footage that they showed on the in that trailer, but um, still pretty excited about the second season. I can't wait for for it to air. Oh, I I, I hope I still have HBO when that comes out. And you'll hear because, more. You'll hear more about that in our extended next episode. So this. Oh, how about uh, Star Trek Discovery trailer? Oh, that was really good. Oh, I love her. I love the cast. This is going to be amazing. It's the Klingon Discovery. It's about time. It's a big part of Star Trek universe. I like it a lot. Can't wait for it. Just oh, it, you know, it's it's like yeah. you're it's like you take Janeway and you like up the ante. I love it. Uh, I and, was kind of disappointed though because you know it's not going to be on any major streaming service. I know. Or it's not even going to be on TV. It's going to be on CBS's own. Uh, streaming service, which you have to pay for. And you know uh, what? And to be honest, the only good thing that they're gonna have is this show. And you know what's not? And I don't fair. think it's gonna be worth whatever they're gonna charge, like ten bucks, uh, ten dollars a month or something. I don't think it's gonna be worth that just to watch this show. Uh, and so the- I'm actually gonna have to. Unfortunately, I am gonna have to miss out on watching this show, which you know I'm very disappointed about. And the, it- this show looks amazing. The thing that's the the thing that's just so unfair is that Seth MacFarlane's Star Trek spoof, <laughs> The Orville, is gonna be on Fox and it's gonna be yeah, totally free. It's gonna and be easily <laughs> accessible, and it, and it looks hilarious too. It looks it looks like something that I really want to watch. <laughs> A million ways to die in the West in space. Basically, yes. <laughs> dude. That's and I love that movie, by the way. That was a great movie. That it was. was it, movie. it was a great movie. Seth MacFarlane is talented, but it's just everything we see now is basically blank, fill in the blank, in space, fill in the blank, <laughs> in space. And uh, oh man, speak of in space, in time and space, David Tennant at Ducktales, perfect, right? Perfection. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean Ducktales. Yeah. Well, okay, the kids gotta have something, right? I mean, Sunday is kids' day, and it's just DuckTales with David Tennant, you know, Scottish accent, perfect. Just great TV show, well reanimated. I would watch it, okay? So, I, you know, the kid. Yeah, I know you would watch it. Oh, oh, I would watch the heck out of it. I would, mmm, I would, I would like take off my shirt and just, you know, turn it on late at night. Just, mmm, that Donald Duck, no pants, you know? <laughs> uh oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. So okay. So I got a little weird. It did. And so, on that note, I think it's time to end the show for now. We would like to move on to actual comics, and we would love to talk about all the other crazy stuff that happened in Comic Con. But there's there's just too much to talk about. Please come back. We will have several new episodes where we go into detail about. Everything we heard and saw, and then some. If you're interested, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, SoundCloud. We have a Twitter. Well, I, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I guess we do now. <laughs> <laughs> we really hope you'll come back for those very special episodes. Thanks so much for listening.